I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How are you? Ellen, I'm very good. Awesome. Today I'm exceptional. Oh, wow. <laughs> Today we are chatting about For the Roses by Julie Garwood. But first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? I did read an extra book did this Did you? Week. I did. It, we had like a 600-page book to read, and I still yeah. read another book. Yeah. But um, for the free-for-all, I read The Anatomist's Wife by... Um, Anna Lee Huber, and so I read the second book in that. It's the Lady Darby Mystery Series, and I read the second book, which is called Mortal Arts, and I have also started the third book, so I got but that going. But she had to stop because we had a 600-page book. We did. Well, I did, I read the 600-page book, and then I started the third book oh, okay. after that. So, um, but, and I've been watching same old stuff, just yeah. community Mystery yeah. Science Theater. We did start Taskmaster Australia. We did. Because we can never have enough Taskmaster. <laughs> um, I've been... I I didn't read... Actually, that's not true. I finished book clubs in my um, class. Oh. So I finished this week um, The Wild Robot by Peter Brown, Tales of Fourth Grade Nothing by Judy Bloom. Uh, the one and only Bob by Catherine Applegate, and what's the fourth one? The Lightning Th Thief by Rick by Riordan. Percy Jackson. By Percy Jackson. <laughs> by Rick Riordan, I think his name is. Riordan. Uh, yeah. Something. Yeah, something. Um, so you know those were fun, and actually the kids were cute with it, so that that was fun. Um. And then watching, yeah, Taskmaster Australia. I've been doing a lot more Peloton. Um, you know, we got to get our money's worth on that thing. Yes, we do. So um, I have used it, though, every day since you we have. You've we been got very it. good. Sometimes twice during the day. Yes, because sometimes, depending on my shower schedule, I either do it in the morning or in the afternoon. Um, and then... But sometimes I'll split up my cycling and my strength. Because I've also been doing strength stuff. Um, let me tell you. So I know last time I was talking about how there's this guy who's just ridiculous. And, like, the charm factor is off the charts. And he just, like, makes faces where I'm just like, you stop it right now. You know exactly what you're doing you know to exactly me. exactly what you're doing to me. <laughs> you are a married man, sir. Because he is. Um... And now there's another guy who I've also discovered who he does like strength classes. His name is Adrian. And I was telling mom, I'm like, so Bradley, the British guy who's charming, 
He's like marriage material. Well, you know, guys can be charming and married. I know. But, um, and then Adrian is like, you don't bring him home to mom. I'm sure he's a very nice man, but like the, the like things that he says and like the way that he looked at the camera, I'm just like, you are bad. (laughs) In such a good way. I can tell. (laughs) And, um, so yeah, so that's been fun just to have, um, you know, eye sex with these guys on Peloton. Um, it's very nice. It's very rewarding part of the workout process. Um, so I'm, glad, there you go. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> you gotta have something that makes you enjoy the workout, huh? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, you know, it's whatever gets you to the class. Whatever gets you working out, right? I'm sure that's what they would say. Um, I watch Community while I work out. So I got Joel McHale, Donald Glover, all those yeah, cute guys go. there. Chevy Chase, old man Chevy Chase. <laughs> Apparently it was not very fun to work with on that show. apparently not. Um, In the saga of my overnight field trip that I've been bitching about, it got canceled due to weather. Well, due to roads closed. Due to roads closed, weather, power outage. Um, And so as I was telling mom, I'm like, I've done all this freaking work, and now all I'm getting is two days of grumpy kids at school. Um, but it did get postponed. It, we got it rescheduled, so I'm hoping that deters some of the whining and complaining about it. But I Will it deter your whining and complaining. No, do I have to listen to you anymore? Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, well, because here's what happened. Um, I found out on a Thursday, and then on a Friday morning, I started my period. And I was like, oh, that's why I was such an emotional mess about that freaking field trip getting canceled because I just did not cope. <laughs> no. And I kind of knew I was premenstrual, but... She was very emotional about it, and I'm like, I don't know what to do for you, but knock it off. Yeah, that's my mom. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... That is that. There you go. So, so t- if anyone was wondering if Ellen's on her period, yes, she is. <laughs> I'm on the tail end now. Um, but, yeah. I know. So, I was if she's mom, extra bitchy during the podcast tonight. <laughs> I'm not pre-menstrual anymore, though. I'm just menstrual. Okay. Um, and there's a difference for me. Um, I was telling mom that, because I was, like, telling coworkers this about, you know, I was like, I don't think I was handling it very well because I was pre-menstrual, but now I'm menstrual, so hopefully it's better. And I was like, and I realized, I'm like... I think that not everybody is as comfortable as I am talking about their period. But, like, it's just a thing. Well, and, 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 and you're welcome because I raised you to not be ashamed well, of that kind of crap. it was just, like, we, I don't know. I was talking to, like, a group of women feel, uh, co-work, female co-workers, and it just seemed like some of them were, like, oh, wow, TMI. And I'm, like, literally all I said is that I'm on my period. Like, you can't handle that. We work together. You guys are probably all on yours, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do have one coworker that we have we think we've synced up. Um, but I'm just like, why Why is there, like, still a stigma for talking about being on our period? We should start a second podcast all about period talk. Period talk I have a Ellen lot to Mom. say, but you just get <laughs> sick of it because it's the same bullshit that I'm always <laughs> complaining about. Um could be another feature on the show. But <laughs> I had an I, I have an ex we who can do it once a month. <laughs> yeah, I have an ex who I think he was 
he could not cope. Well, he's definitely from a family where it wasn't, like, an open discussion. Yeah, but I would just... Because the thing is, is, like, it explains so much about how I'm feeling and, you know, physically, emotionally, and... Well, that's pretty even keel. Before, during, and after. I, I Whatever. I was never... I'm I was not. never grumpy. I was always pleasant all the time. I full-blown recognize, like... I'm being a bitch right now. And like, liter- <laughs> but literally all of my roommates have always told me that they appreciate about me that when I am being a bitch, I call it out. And I just say like, I'm sorry I'm being a bitch right now. I recognize that. But a lot of it is just, I'm premenstrual. I think my thing is, I was just you bitchy were just a bitch. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't apologize for it. So well, I, you know, least... that's like apologizing for your personality. It's like, that's just me. <laughs> If you don't like me, go away. <laughs> At least I have the, you know, uh, the wherewithal. Yes, to apologize for it. So, um, yeah. So he just couldn't cope, and I was just like, "Sorry, you're just gonna have to jump on this train." I think because that's why that whole thing fell apart. <laughs> that is not why that whole thing fell apart, and you know it. So much period talk. <laughs> If that's why, <laughs> Godspeed. Yeah. <laughs> and good riddance. <laughs> but I don't think that's why. Um, it was nothing to do with me. Because, of course, it wouldn't be. Of course. You're perfect. <laughs> Practically perfect in every way. <laughs> but for real. Um, <laughs> I agree. Just so you know. Today, we are chatting about For the Rose. We're not talking about periods. <laughs> what? We're talking about For the Roses. I thought by... For the Roses was a euphemism. <laughs> I'm for the roses. I am for the roses, baby. <laughs> so everybody get out of my way. I no longer have roses, so yeah. Mom's just <laughs> my roses are dead. For the cow pasture. Um Yeah, so today we're talking about For the Roses by Julie Garwood, and it's not a euphemism. Um this book was first published in nineteen ninety five and is the first book in her Claiborne Brides series. It's not. It's the Rose Hill series. The Claiborne Bride series is a separate series. I don't know that it is, Julie. I looked it up, Ellen. Um, well, on Goodreads it's called The Claiborne Brides, One Pink Rose, One Right One colon one pink rose one right white rose oh my gosh <laughs> i think you're racist <laughs> i was gonna say that is not a Freudian slip it was hard to say white rose um so well maybe i'm wrong but i doubt it i don't know i mean it's probably it's been around so long that maybe it's just picked up different well i think it's got yeah titles and i think as the series grew and changed and yeah um so it's also, it also loosely, loosely inspired a 1997 Hallmark oh movie starring Jennifer Garner as Mary Rose. I watched it last night and maybe we'll get into that. Um, I didn't watch it. Here's the back cover description for this book. Of course I had to watch it because it's a Hallmark movie starring Jennifer Garner about a book that we just read, but it's really not. Um <laughs> 
here is the back cover description. 1879 in Bluebell, Montana, everyone knew better than to mess with the Claibornes. The brothers had once been a mismatched gang of street urchins until they found an abandoned baby girl in a New York City alley, named her Mary Rose, and headed west to raise her to be a lady. They became a family, held together by loyalty and love, if not by blood, when suddenly they faced a crisis that threatened to tear them apart. Trouble came to town with one Lord Harrison Stanford MacDonald. Armed with a swagger and six-shooter, he cut a striking figure, but it soon became apparent to Mary Rose that he was too much of a gentle gentleman to make it in her rough-and-tumble town. She asked her brothers to teach him the basics of frontier survival, which he acquired with ease, and soon he possessed a deep and desperate love for Mary Rose. She returned his affection wholeheartedly until MacDonald revealed a secret that challenged everything she believed about herself, her life, and her newfound love. Now her search for identity and meaning would begin, raising questions that could only be answered if she listened to the truth within her heart. Mom, what did you think of For the Roses by Julie Garwood? Okay, here's what I thought of For the Roses by Julie Garwood. I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. Then I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And then I liked it again. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't come around in the end, but if, if you took out that one section, it was, it was a really like for me, but the one section I was raging, you guys was so <laughs> awful um, and okay. So I won't get into yeah, why, cause I've got a lot of questions about and all And I've of got that. a lot to say about all yeah. of that. Um, I'm going to go with a really like, but with some very large caveats, <laughs> um, and Yes, I I am in concurrence. I think around when they have sex, I start to drop off a bit. Well, when they have when, sex and get married, I was just like, yeah. and and but I could have gotten over that. Yeah, same. If, if if the story. But then they go to England, and, and I wanted to freaking. Oh my gosh, hell. Okay, I don't want to. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, some pretty large caveats like. There were parts of this book that I abhorred and I was just like, leave his ass right yeah, now. Just go. Yeah. Um, Mom, what did you think of Mary Rose as our heroine? I liked Mary Rose. I liked her a lot. Yeah, me too. I liked how sweet she was. I liked how um, she was always thinking of other people's feelings, how she like gravitated to people who needed help. Mm -hmm. I loved her relationship with Corey. I loved her. I mm -hmm. really liked Mary Rose. Yes. Same. I, um, yes, I loved how sweet she was. I loved her relationship with her brothers and how she knows who she is Yeah, through the book. And it's just the people around her that she can't get to like understand that um and so i really loved her relationship with her brothers i really like her banter with him to a point <laughs> um and yeah i really loved her relationship with Corey. like that's the stuff that like got me the most emotional in the book um and I don't know, just how she takes care of, like, these little old men and yeah. her. And everybody just, like, feels some ownership of her. It's not you know, just the brothers, but the whole town yeah. kind of, you know, looks out for her. Yeah, so I really, I really did love her. I wanted her to stand up for herself a little bit more 
in that section that we were, have been alluding to. Well, but okay. we're going to have to wait till we get to the next section because I think she was doing what Mary Rose does and she was trying to please people and make them yeah. happy. Yeah. And I think with that, she became kind of a doormat. Yeah. And I wish that someone would have stood up for her. Yes. She also, though, needed to not have sex with him in certain parts of the story as well, which yes. we will also talk about. <laughs> but um, so the, those were like the only instances where I was like, come on, girl, come on. Like, I know that you're a sweet little miss, but like put some backbone in there because yeah. this is... Stand up for yourself a little bit. This is pissing me off. Because um, she did stand up for herself in like every way. Yeah. Except this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really loved her. Like, this is a rare occasion where I like the heroine a lot more than the hero. Um, so power to her. I think she honestly is kind of what carried me through the book because I just had to make sure that she got through okay. Yeah. And I have thoughts on whether she did or not, (laughs) but, um... Mom, what did you think of Harrison? Okay, here we go. As our hero. <laughs> I really liked Harrison. I liked them. Yeah. I liked him wooing her, and I liked him, you know, at odds with himself about, you know, he'd come to find her, because turns out she was the a kidnapped daughter of the man that he worked for in England. Yeah. And um, he came to find her and fell in love with her and her family and everything, and and I really liked all of that. I liked Harrison in Montana. Yes. I didn't. I didn't like England Harrison. But here's the deal. The fact that he had sex with her and married her yeah. without telling her who he was. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I had a problem with that. Yeah. And then when they went to England, mm. she would always go on and on about how observant he was. And, and she just loved how he knew what she needed and wanted because he was so observant. And it's like... Where's that? Yeah, where is that? Because when they're in England... He treats her horribly. Yeah. I mean, horrible. Yeah. And she's literally telling him, I'm not happy here. I, I don't like the way they're treating me. And he's like, oh, just give it a, you know, a few more days and, and you're going to be fine. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, Harrison, quit being such a dick. Yeah. And um, yeah. And plus he just took off and was working all the time and left her alone with these people who were treating her really bad. Yeah, um, I'll maybe save some of my thoughts on that whole thing for later. Um, but like I've said, I, I liked Montana Harrison. I liked um, kind of uppity London boy who's um, figuring out that he likes working the land and getting yeah. all, you know, rough and ready. And, um, and Yeah, and realizing you know, what he likes about her family and that he likes kind of this more, uh, you know, simple way of life, etc. Um, and I even like when he gets to kind of have his Atticus Finch moment, like that yeah. was also pretty fun towards the end. I liked the, the trial at the end too. I mean, like, um, I liked him during that. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll reserve some of my feelings on, you, you know what the questions are. I don't know what yeah, the questions exactly. are. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but I'll say I liked him to a point, and then I really hated him. Yes. Like, really hated him. Ellen was, there was a lot of <laughs> yelling going on. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, 
But like I said, I really liked their banter. I really liked um, kind of their more flirty moments and things like that. Um, what did you think of the Claibornes and how they found each other? I loved the origin story. Yeah. I loved that these scruffy little boys, I mean, I, I think Adam was 14 and the other ones were just like 9, 10, and 11. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then they found this baby and Adam had already been planning to go west because he was a runaway slave. And um, so he just said, well, let's all go west and we'll just raise the baby mm -hmm. and take care of her. And um, I I loved that part of the book. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to see a good movie made of this because it would be fun to see, you know, these scruffy little street urchins yeah. finding this baby. Um, yeah, I love that part. And really all the stuff, like, with the brothers throughout is great. Right. Like, um, I really liked them as characters. And you can see that they're set up for their own books and um, even a hint of what is in store for Adam as, uh, in the next book. Um, and yeah, I really loved the brother stuff. I loved them in New York and figuring out that she's not Sydney. And, um, <laughs> even though pretty much everybody I know today who's Sydney is a girl. She, she's bald, Ellen. Yeah. She has to be a boy. <laughs> Ellen was bald till she was four. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, bless my heart. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I really loved that element of the book. I loved the kind of found family and how, you know, people would try to question that they were related and they're like, no, we're brother, we're family. They're my brothers. Yeah. yeah. She's my sister. Uh -huh. what's, what's the big deal? What, what's, what's your damage? What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> so I loved that. And I loved especially that element in the England stuff and, um, and how she's just like, I gotta get home. This is not my home. Yeah. I have to go home to my family and everything that I know to be my life. No, I know. loved her brothers. And I loved how once they got to Montana and we started the Montana's part, how each one had kind of their forte role, their the, role in the family. And, and it was fun to see them in all. In true romance series fashion. Yes. And it was fun to see how they all mixed. I mean, like Cole was gruff and and wanted to shoot everybody. And that was just kind of his, everybody just kind of knew that's how he was everyone yeah. in the town. Yeah. And, um, no, it was cute. Oh, I forgot to put a question about side characters, but I also just loved the town. Like, yeah, I did too. Bluebell, this town named after a prostitute, um, <laughs> is, it was just a fun setting and, um, seeing how, I don't know, they can both turn and support, Turn on and support this. Turn not turn on sexually, but turn. Yeah, you get what yeah, I mean. I know what you mean. Um, but how they they come through in the end, um, and yeah, just this kind of like cast of characters that they've got. You've got Corey, and you've got Dooley, Dooley, and Ghost, and Henry, and and Bell, Billy, and I mean, there's all kinds of names in there. I'm and not the more sure how they all fit into the countdown, but yeah. Um, so I really liked Bluebell. I really liked, uh, the Claibornes. I was here for all of that. Um, I also don't have a question about this. Here's the other thing. This book could be shorter. <laughs> yes. Yes, it could be. It was a long I don't, book. I don't know why. And I think it's more of a old school romance thing, but 
they feel mm-hmm. they need to write, write these sweeping epics that yeah. have to be just go on and on and on. But even, I mean, like, this could have maintained epic feel and just edited down a bit because yeah. there was just a lot of stuff where I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. Let's. Well, plus you were trying to yeah, hurry through it. I was. But, um, but I did. I read it all in one day, you y'all. You did. I read it. It took me all week to read it and Ellen did it in one day. Um, and, uh, so it was just, it. There's um, repetitive, especially, like, between them and how they're feeling about each other, which maybe she was just trying to, like, get more of their romance into the book. Um, but there was just some repetition. Well, and the whole and England like, thing. The whole England thing, if they had just cut that down and had it be her just get there and after a couple of weeks say, I'm out. Yeah. Because that's what she should have done. Yeah. And, and then... Kind of had to go that way instead of drawing drawing all that out. Yeah. Um, that would have been nice because by the end of it, I was just like, "Yes, go and don't ever talk to your husband again. He's an a hole." Yeah. Um. So we're gonna take Mary Rose and Harrison's relationship in three sections. Um. Some that I like more than others. Mm -hmm. Um. What did you think of everything from them meeting? To them having sex for, like, actual sex for the first time. That's the part that I really, really liked. Same. I really liked all that. I liked them getting caught in the rain in the cave. And yep. and I liked um, how protective he is of her. Well, and, and, and I really liked, too, just, like, her whole, like, is this what love is? Do I, like, am I, like, into this guy? I liked all of that. And, um... I thought that was all sweet. Yes, I love him saving her from Bickley. Bickley. Um, and just, like, going into Hulk mode yeah. um, when he sees her in danger. And, um, and I, yes, I really, that's the stuff that I, I was like, okay. Like, when we are, when we're up to this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm liking this book. This is sweet. This is... Well, and, you know, I told Ellen, I kept telling Ellen, oh, I really like it. I'm really liking it. Then I got to the part where I was like, hmm. I don't like this as much anymore. I don't like this part. Um, so I really don't have anything else to say about that other than it was nice. I mean, it wasn't anything where I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. This is amazing. But I was like, okay, yeah. Well, I think we've learned from reading romances that the end of the book is usually what makes or breaks the book. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's very true. Um, sometimes they have like, I don't know, some hinky stuff with like why they're fake dating or why yeah. they're doing stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, usually it's conflict, which is why that's usually a question that yeah. we talk about. Um, okay. What, let's take it the next section. Sex and wedding. Okay. Here's my problem with the sex and the wedding. Is he, he has... I kept wanting him to tell her why he was there. He'd already told the brothers. Yeah. And the brothers' whole thing was, you know, that's for us to tell her. We'll tell her. And they Well, wait. that's his thing, too, is he's like, you guys need to be the ones to that's tell her. That's your responsibility. You guys need to be the ones to tell her. And so, consequently, they wait weeks mm-hmm. to tell her. And I get that he wanted to have sex with her, and I get that he wanted to marry her. That's all great, but he needed, if they weren't going to tell her, he needed to go into them and say, you need to tell her because I want her to know 
before our relationship goes any further. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. He should have told her himself, or he should have waited until she knew, or... He should have, yes, gone to the brothers and said, like, this is happening. You guys need to freaking put the... Because she was under the, the, foot the misconception gas. that the only reason he was there working on their ranch is because he was a guy from Scotland who wanted to know how to ranch in America because yeah. he wanted to start his own ranch. Yeah. And um, so she just thought that he was there trying to learn the ropes. And um, turns out he was there to figure out if she was who he thought she was. And she was. And he told her brothers. And he figures that out pretty damn well, Yeah, fast. pretty quick. And, um, but he does tell her brothers. But then someone needed to tell her. They keep treating her. They keep treating her in this book like she's. Some diminutive miss. Yeah. And they know that she's not. They know she's tough and can take stuff. Mm-hmm. So it irritates me. That well, they... and all, and she would have handled all of it better if they had just told her. Yeah. Yeah, so I was irritated that he had sex and married her before she even knew who he really was. Yeah. Or why he was really there. Yeah. Um, agreed. And there's some stuff also when they are having sex for the first time that's it's a, a little pushy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like, oh, that hurts, and laying, and laying, putting all his weight on her so that she can't move, which I... There were... It just would not be written to No, me. a lot of the way things were written for, for, especially the first time they have sex. Especially these, like, virginal misses. Yeah. Like, uh, it was... It was um a little... You know, I know what, what you're going to like and just mm-hmm. lay there and take it because I know what's going to make you feel mm-hmm. good. And it had a lot of that feel to it. And I was like, mm. mm-hmm. and I was trying to read it with an open mind because I know it's an older written book and things are written differently these days. And I get that. But um, it was a little off-putting sometimes. Well, and basically, so when this is all happening too, this is when he also starts to get, his attitude starts to get a little bit more possessive and like she's mine everybody else needs to back the hell up including her brothers and family and um he his his dynamic starts to shift and it's not like I'm not angry at him yet but I'm still just like uh, I don't like that as much um and so you're starting to see hints of what really pisses me off later on. And um, so there's warning signs there. But for me, just because, I don't know, just some of the ways he was kind of like, no, like this is happening. Like, I'm like, sir, you are not the only party in yeah. this. So. Well, and I think a lot of those old school romances, though, are written with that alpha. Alpha male. Pushy. Possessive. And, and. And maybe, like, if he hadn't later pissed me off, I wouldn't have... Right. I would have over... That's what I said. I was trying to read it with an open mind, mm-hmm. knowing it was written a while ago. Um, but then a lot of his behavior is like, I don't care what day and age you're writing this in. This yeah. is not okay. Okay. Let's talk about England. <laughs> because I have a lot to say. Okay. Basically, he can just... F right off during 
all of this stuff. Basically, as soon as she shows up, well, he, like he, th- she finally finds out that her dad, you know, that she was kidnapped and her dad is in England, and so she yeah. goes to England to live. Well, to so he first, so like they get married, and she finds out about all of that dad stuff and that and his relationship to her dad, and she gets rightfully kind of upset. Because he never, no one ever said anything because, to like, her. Because, like, now we are married and I've literally, like, given you my virginity and all of these things and you just haven't told me any of this. And he's like, well, it's your brother's fault. And I'm like, mm. um, And so she gets upset. He kind of goes away. And then he's just like, you know what? I'm actually just going to go to England. She can meet me there. And, you know, it's like, okay. But so he's in England she sh- she comes in on the boat with Eleanor, and the first words out of his mouth, I was like, friend. Because she's just like, you know, she gets there and she's like, he's like, I'm so happy to see you. She's like, I know, I'm happy to see you too. I'm still a little upset. I feel like you betrayed my trust a little bit. He's like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, <laughs> sir, no thank you. And she gives in way too fast on that. Well, and there's a lot of times that she apologized to him. I said, honey, oh what are you apologizing gosh. for? Yeah, we'll talk about that because I have moments of that as well. But so bad taste in my mouth, like as soon as she gets off the boat, because he's just like, oh, you'll forgive me. We'll be fine. I just can't wait to get you naked. And I'm like, friend, back the F up because <laughs> like, I don't like any of this. So that's bad. Yeah, she needed some time to heal from what he put her through. Yeah. And I don't mean physically. I mean emotionally, emotionally and and mentally. And talk that all over. Yeah. And just be, and just, yeah. There needed to be, like, a more. But they just jump in the sack all the time. Yeah. Um. So, bad taste straight away. Then, she, he takes her to, well, of course, then they have sex. And then he takes her to. It, her father's house and you know she has this kind of that was sweet when yeah. she first met her dad and this kind of like emotionally trying experience of like meeting this family who she's never known and as when she's there straight away they're like oh victoria I you're victoria. calling her by her name and he even said you know her name is mary rose now but Everyone keeps calling her Victoria, and he needed to correct that, mm-hmm. and he never does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did the one time, but then doesn't anymore. And she gets this, like, doctor's examination, which I don't even want to think about what was involved in that, but, um, and they basically tell her father, like, she is in this delusion that she's still, like, in Montana, and that she's... And she loves her family back there. You need to cut off all ties with her older, with her other family. Yeah. And, like, he sort of is like, well, but that's her, that's, like, the only life she's ever known. Like, and and her dad is just like, well, but, you know, this is the doctor's orders that we do this. And doctors never make mistakes back oh, then. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, so then he starts in with her on this narrative of, like, just give yourself time. Harrison starts in yeah, with her. Yeah, Harrison starts in on, on her, like... I know that you want to go home, but, like, let's just give it some more time. Like, your dad... Like, and he kind of, like, 
Because he, he is fully aware of this thing within her personality to, like, help little wounded animals. And so he picks at that. He preys on that. Yeah. And, like, gets her to stay so that... Because she only planned on staying, like, like a couple, a couple months. Of weeks. Like, yeah. A I couple even, months. Because yeah. she was planning on being home before, like, Winter. by September. Yeah. And, um... And she gets there in July. Yeah. So. And she ends up staying... Like, all the way through till the next spring. Yeah. And so she's there the whole, much longer than and she planned on being there. And just miserable. The, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah. She's just miserable. She's unhappy. She doesn't, like, they keep trying to change her and make her into something else. And they keep trying to make her, and, and it's just really bothering her and frustrating her. And Harrison, first of all, he's never there. He takes off and goes to work all the time. And it would be one thing if he's just gone and just never sees it, but he sees it. Yeah. And just is like... And he even, it even says, like, he felt like he should just pack her up and take her to Montana. And I'm like, yes, Yes. do that. (laughs) Like, get her out of here. Because he witnesses her aunt being terrible to her and everybody just trying to, like, completely change her. And then she finds out that, like, they've also been intercepting all of her letters back home and to So Mama any Rose. letters she tried to send home never went home, and any of the letters they sent her never got to her. Correct. They, they were confiscating them. So that happens, and then she's kind of, like, reaching her breaking point, and she's just miserable. And, like, when she talks to her dad, she always asks him about her his family... But, like, she never says anything about her family because she recognizes that it makes him upset and that they don't want her to talk about her family. And um, and they're always trying to call her Victoria and all this stuff. And then at one point, she's just having a really rough go of it. She's figured out that they're not... She's complaining to Harrison because she's unhappy. Yeah, and she loses her locket that her... Ma- that Mama Rose had gave her it. when she was 16. And it's, like, very precious to her. She's, like, holding it every night when she goes to bed because she's just so miserable and homesick. And um, she loses it. And he comes in, and she's just torn the room apart. She's just, like, hysterical Frantic. trying to, like, find this locket. And he's just like, will you calm down? Like, can you understand what I'm going through? And I'm like, sir, shut the... <laughs> up like I was so mad I was just like are you kidding me first of all never tell a woman to calm down oh my gosh (laughs) rule number one (laughs) but he's like bitching because like he's he's worked so hard I'm like shut the hell up because like oh my gosh I was so pissed off I was just like oh and then they mm, go to bed, and what does he do? Oh my gosh! And then she sleeps with him. Well, and, and then he calls her. Oh, and he calls her. And so they're ha- so first of all, like they end up falling into each other's bodies, which I was like, I was like, okay, Mary Rose, you can, need to. Can I stop. say right here that the phrase "making love with their mouths" is the worst <laughs> phrase ever written in a book? Can people stop using that phrase? Because it's horrible. <laughs> um, but. Then they had sex, and I was plenty mad about that, where I was just like, girl, you should not have given in on that, because <laughs> I was so pissed off at him at this point. And when they're having sex, he calls her. Well, no, Vic- they go to bed. They're going to bed. They're going to sleep, and, and he calls her Victoria. And well, she's just like, and then, I'm out. And that's how the chapter ends, and she's just like, okay, bye. I was on a boat two days later. That's, <laughs> that's how the next chapter started. <laughs> um, 
And uh, as I told mom, I was like, this part of the book is just making me want to say, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> where it's are horrible to everybody. <laughs> where at least I know Sorry. I'm free. <laughs> sorry, because we do have listeners that are from yeah, but England. Also, but... <laughs> like, sorry, but this part of the book, I was like, F all of the United Kingdom. And I love, <laughs> I love the UK. But um, I was so... So angry. I was just, I had so much righteous indignation <laughs> on her part. Um, but, uh, so she leaves and he realizes that he's like effed up. She, he goes to her father and says, you done effed up. Well, and her dad She does. left them both notes saying that she was leaving. and Yeah. And they, to their credit, both recognize that they done effed up. But here's the thing. As I told mom, he should be swimming across the Atlantic and crawling from Ellis Island or wherever he's landing <laughs> to Montana on his hands and knees. And then when he gets there, he should just like prostrate himself before her and beg at her feet and skirts that are filled with buckshot and just... Because the way... That, which, by the way, the buckshot thing seemed like a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I know. Me. And I was like, why are we giving her grief? I think that's a genius. I think that's a genius idea. But, because um, here's the deal. He had treated her terrible. Oh and gosh. she at no point, other than just leaving, but I feel that was deserved. Yes, she should have done it a long at time At no point that. did she ever hurt his feelings or tear him apart. Oh my gosh. No. And, and honestly, how it goes down is he comes back to Montana, he heroically marches into the courtroom to... Where they're trying Adam, Where they're trying brother. Adam, and and then that's it. And she's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so and happy And then she's see. the first one to and say... And she's like, I feel like I need to apologize. I'm like, bitch, for what? <laughs> like, I was... No, he should be on his knees. And he like... Weeping tears, washing your feet with his oh tears that gosh. he's weeping. And he, like, barely apologizes. I know. Before like, they jump in bed and have sex again. Like, she apologizes way more than he does. And I'm like, girl, why? Like, what are you apologizing for? And you should be making him apologize because, oh, my God. Because I was just so mad at him at this point. And, um, yeah, it was, that was, it was rough. Okay? So... All that to say, what did you think of the part when they're back in Montana? <laughs> I did like the trial, and I thought, you know, it was kind of fun to watch, you know, like you said, his Atticus Finch moment. Yeah, it, I mean, it's slightly, because, like... Well, and I do like her dad showing up there. Yeah, that... And, and he apologizes to her, and he, you know, wants to get to, to have, like, her. a really big 180 where I'm like, where is this coming from? Because it seems like a pretty big shift that he's okay with. Well, and but... his was better than Harrison's. True. And Harrison, Correct. I feel, you know, owed her more than her dad did. But we don't, we, so like, she leaves England and we don't see anything. And then literally he, so then there's like a part where he's finishing things up in England and then he goes back to Montana and then like straight away like, he gets there, and it's like, oh, Adam's on trial for murder. I'm like, whoa, what? Yeah. So, I mean, like, that... as soon as he walked on 
Earth. So that was like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. So like pacing wise, it was a little odd, but um, especially because I was still just like riding my my anger wave. Um, I wanted her brothers to be pissed at Harrison. Same. And, because, and we didn't get that moment because he gallantly goes in yes, and saves the, the trial. So, um, like, I kind of feel like, I mean, I know that I've been complaining about how long the book is, but I think that there should have been him coming home, brother standing at the door with... Saying, you can sleep in the bunkhouse. Yeah, and you can, no, not even that. Like, you can go into town and sleep at a hotel because, like... You told us that you were going to watch out for her. And protect in her. In England. And not break her heart. Yeah. And that everything was going to be okay. And, you know, she, she was going to be able to come back home if she wanted to. And what did you do, sir? Yeah. She you came home brokenhearted and upset. And you are awful. And yeah. this is what's going to happen now. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have a scene. And I would have brother... liked where a scene where he had to freaking apologize to her. And not have the moment where he just gets to immediately come to the rescue of the family. Because, yeah, that's my my feelings on that. Um, I agree. But I did like him better at, like, watching him do the trial. And then... I did too. But, I, but even that I couldn't fully get on board with because I was still so pissed off at I him. I can tell. I can tell you're still pissed I'm off. I'm still though. pissed off. <laughs> so... I like. I also liked the trial stuff. I I was fine with that. We like a little courtroom drama, but I I will just say he never redeemed himself for me. Like I would. Yeah, I wouldn't say he redeemed himself because I was really angry with him. Yeah. During the whole England aspect. Yes. Same. And um, while I was happy to see those racist bigots like get theirs, and for all of that to go down the way that it did. And I'm referring to the, the people who were trying, who were charging Adam. Um, I don't know. I was just so mad at him that I'm like, I can't even enjoy this because you've pissed me off so much, friend. Um, so that's what I will say about that. I, I agree. Um... I also wish that we got to see Mama Rose come back, but I think that's obviously being saved for Adam's, Adam's book. book. Um, uh, so, yeah, it ends around there. And it does. And it alludes to the fact that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't told him yet. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about sex, baby. Well, I thought it was a little overused. Yeah, they get after it quite a bit. Quite a bit. And like I've said, they do it at times where I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> this no. is where you have a headache, girl. Yeah, well, first of all, sex isn't going to solve all your problems. So yeah. stop using that as a way to solve your problems because that yeah. is not a good tool. Yeah. Um, you know, I was happy for her for, um, for getting that vitamin D or whatever you want to say. And, you know, like if that's what she wanted then fine but I was just like girl you should not be giving him the satisfaction right now because he doesn't deserve it yeah correct um and like I said some of the stuff in the in the first the first 
penetration. Couple times even. Scene that was were a little. Yeah, a little hinky. Where he's kind of forcing himself on her a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he was like very. And may and again, this is probably something that like pisses me off more in hindsight because I'm pissed off at him. But um, he was like very hot and cold. It was very much like no, go away. We shouldn't be doing this. And then all of a sudden, it was like this is happening. You better not be late to my room. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess they're having sex. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we've changed our tune a little bit. <laughs> um. Yeah. What was your swooniest moment? I actually think my swooniest moment was not with Harrison <laughs> and Rose, okay. Mary Rose. Um, one of my favorite moments is at the end, the very end, when her dad is talking, her father is talking to her brothers and everybody, and he's talking about Mary Rose. I think he might even be just talking to her and Harrison. And um, he says, um, you know, when I lost my baby, I prayed for a miracle, and I didn't realize the Lord had already sent me four miracles, and it was her brother's. And I thought, oh, that was a, that was a sweet thing to say. Yeah. And I think that was one of my spooniest moments was when... Um, oddly, the moment that I picked for my spooniest moment also includes her dad. And because I was riding the anger wave of him doing all this bullshit when she's lost her locket, and then when he calls her Victoria when they have sex, and then she leaves, and... um. He, Harrison, goes to her dad, and he's just like, you don't know your daughter. Like, this is the closest thing that I got to, like, seeing some sort of, like, uh, remorse and, like, what I wanted from him and what I wanted him to voice to her. Where he's like, you don't know your daughter. Let me tell you about your daughter. And to do that, let me tell you about Corey. Because throughout the book... I was just like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Maybe I am still a little menstrual. But um, she was just so sweet with Corey. And that she was like the only person who would give her the time of day. Well, just so you know, Corey is like a hermit that lives up on the hills around by where her house. Because she was scalped. She had been scalped and her son and husband had been killed. And because she'd been scalped, she looks pretty rough. Pretty rough. And so she doesn't want anyone to see her ever. So um, Mary Rose would go to her cabin, and she wouldn't let her get close to her cabin. She actually would have a shotgun aimed at her. And so she would just stand in the field in front of it, and she'd always bring her a basket of stuff, and she'd just sit there and talk to her. And Corey never talked back to her. In fact, she never speaks at all. They think they alluded to the fact that maybe she had her throat slit or something. Yeah. And, and um, anyway... Um, so Mary Rose would come, and then finally Mary Rose got to come up to the steps, and then Mary Rose got to sit on the porch, and then Corey would sit in the, in window, the window behind her, and she'd put her hand on, on Mary Rose's shoulder. And it was just really sweet, this yeah. this connection she had with this woman who no one else had a connection with. Who, yeah. You know. And so I really liked all of that. And so when he starts telling her, her dad, like, this is who your daughter is, I was just like, yeah. That is who his daughter is. And, like, you have tried to put a kibosh Squash on, that. Yeah, squash that to nothing for, like, the past six months. And it's, like, so that's why I was so pissed off is because it's, like, You're she, taking something that's sweet and beautiful and kind and trying yeah. to make her into this, you know, snobby Brit. Yeah. 
So that's where I definitely got the most emotional. And I think it's just because I was so pissed off and um, sad of what they were doing to her. So um, that was my swooniest moment. I would say, like, in terms of, like, romantic moments that are swoony, yeah, probably, like, the, the, cave. the cave and um, and just how much he, like, was trying to look out for her. It was funny, though, when, when she got uh, beat up by that Bickley. gang by Bickley and his people um and they go to the Morrison's house and her brothers and him are all just sitting around the table eating cake <laughs> and she's just like in there just like bloodied and bruised and she's fuming because just, like the girl is just, flirting with Harrison <laughs> they're just in there eating cobbler <laughs> that was oh, cursing <laughs> that was kind of funny um okay so those are our feelings our very passionate <laughs> feelings. So let's hear from some of you on what you think. Um, first up, we have an audio report. Do we? From Sarah. <laughs> oh, don't get started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear from Sarah. Sarah, I'm really glad you said an audio clip. <laughs> Sorry. Mom was excited for Ian to send an audio Um... But yeah, Sarah, who is... <laughs> this book is, probably isn't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, uh, Sarah was the really big proponent to get this book on the list. Oh, Sarah, yeah. Um, so she sent in her full feelings on the book. Let's hear from Sarah. Hey, guys. It's Sarah here with some thoughts on For the Roses. Because this one was my recommendation, and I am just super excited to talk about it I'm also really nervous because I don't want anyone to hate it but I I can also understand why it's not going to be for everybody but um thank you to those of you who gave it a try uh so for me this one was uh, like I love family type sagas anyway love historicals anyway so it was right up my alley and it really had the feel of like a comfort read to me um just because I, I loved spending time with that family so much and and how they became a family and just stuck together so I loved it I also loved Harrison I thought he was a nice refreshing hero for this time period um the issues I had uh was with some of the choices he made but I definitely, by the end, came to understand him a bit more and those choices because, first of all, I could tell from the beginning how much he loved Mary Rose. So for me, yes, he had an agenda and, you know, he makes some bad choices and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he learns from his mistakes and he grows from them you see his journey throughout the book and that's really all I can expect out of my characters and the books that I read because you know if they were perfect from the beginning and you know there'd be no conflict and it so it'd be different if he had done this kind of annoying shit or whatever and then at the end it's like well he's no different you know it so so to me 
it's, I, I was glad to see that by the end he had changed for the better and kind of realized his mistakes and where he went wrong. And, and, and it, it changed him and, and you could tell he was a, a changed person by the end of it and realized through Mary Rose what was most important, you know, family and all that stuff. So I, like I said, there's things I, you know, the story wasn't perfect. There's things I would change about it and about Harrison, but I came to understand it better. And I, I really think that in situations like that, you have to also look at their intent and and I don't think his intent was to maliciously hurt anybody and like screw this family over and you know all that stuff I I think he wanted to get to the truth and figure things out but I don't think he meant to really hurt her or the family so um yeah so I I really kind of liked his his growth and his journey and them together, and how she kind of, you think it's going to be like about her and coming of age and all that, but it really is, seems like a story about Harrison and how he kind of came of age and how she brought out in him, uh, you know, like I said, what was important and what mattered, and, and, and I, so I loved how sure of herself she was too, and how, um, comfortable she always was in her own skin no matter what her name was you know so so I loved all that um and yeah there's things that probably won't hold up well for some people but it um it was written at a different time and it was written for a different time in history so I tend to take those things with a grain of of salt and it's it not you know there's certain words and phrases I would not use but I I again I, I don't think the intent was to hurt anybody if that makes sense um but yeah so I I loved it I it, I loved the the comfort read feel it gave me and I just I, so I could see myself reading it again in the future, I could see why people do read Julie Garwood stuff, you know, so much. Uh, so, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And I hope everybody else finds something they like about it, too. So I can't wait to hear. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, Sarah. I really, I really don't. <laughs> I know that I've been really ranty and pissed off for most of this episode. But I did find... A lot, a lot. Like, I enjoyed more of, like, more percentage of this book than I didn't. I I really liked the setting. We don't usually read a lot of books about the yeah. Wild West, and I loved the setting. Like we said, we loved the little town of Bluebell. I loved the, um, in fact, I'd like to see Harrison become the sheriff of Bluebell, so they've got some law and order in that town. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, there were definitely things about it that I liked. I didn't like, I liked Harrison, then I didn't like yeah, Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny you talk about, like, his growth, because honestly, like, I think I liked him more in the beginning, but obviously I've voiced that enough. Um, <laughs> I, I just, um, I felt from my perspective that, and the problem is that because 
it, he pissed me off more in the later half, in the later 25% of the book, um, that's what I walk away with. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. But I did really, I loved a lot of parts of this book. I loved, you know, it's like I, I have an emotional connection to Mary Rose and like I just exhibited crying about her and Corey. But, um, but yeah, I walk away with a bad taste because of how everything goes down in the end for me. And I think honestly, like some of the stuff, I don't know, like, yes, there's definitely some terminology and things that, um, are used that we obviously abhor and, um, and do not enjoy anymore. That's not even, that wasn't a thing for me as much because it's like, yes, that's how unfortunately they talked and, well, um, and, and the villains, the real nasty villains are the ones using that kind of language. And so it yeah. wasn't glorifying it in any way or. Yeah. Um, so Sarah, I hope that you don't hate us and you won't recommend more books because, um, it was, it's definitely been a fun one to talk about. Yeah. I love ranting and raving. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's Especially not. Especially when I'm on my period. <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> Because she keeps telling us that um, <laughs> we, we better time our books. Like, if you recommend a book, make sure that it syncs up with Ellen's cycle. I'll just put, I'll put little moons on our, on our schedule so that you guys know. No, oh, like, Ellen's going to be our period. It's going to be a good one. Ellen's going to be premenstrual here. Um, so, Sarah. No, I'm glad I read it. And thanks for recommending it. And, um, you know, we haven't read an old school romance like that yeah. for a long time. And... Yeah, there was a lot of stuff about I really liked. I just had that one little section that I was just like, oh, dang it. But the thing is, is like, I don't even feel like anything that I've been pissed off about wouldn't potentially happen in a book written today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think anything that's pissed that, like, really pissed me off is something that it's because it was written in 1995. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, next up we have Cassie on what she thought. She said, this was an epic story. There was a lot of plot packed in and I found that it took away from the main romance at times. I did really enjoy the other plot lines, especially Mary Rose's brothers and everyone's letters to Mama Rose. I loved the setting and I also really liked the side characters. Some of the characters' quippy comments had me giggling out loud. I liked Harrison and thought he was a unique historical romance hero in that he was a good, kind man with good intentions who just made a couple mistakes here and there. Um, many historical romances, especially ones written in the time this was written, have toxic heroes who are difficult to root for by today's standards. So I found Harrison to be refreshing. I will say I agree with that. Like, he, he's not alpha until he sort of is a little bit for me. <laughs> um, but, and I think maybe that's what makes it, like, more frustrating yeah. later on when it's like, what the hell happened to you? Like, well, when they were in Montana, he was so protected of everything that happened yeah. with her and, and um, just so watching out for her and so worried about her and so protective of her. And they get to England and he's just, he just blows her off. Yeah. 
Um, Cassie continues, I liked Mary Rose and her relationship with her brother. Some of the language used and the way that black and Native American characters were handled was an indicator of the time this was written and definitely didn't age well. Agree. Uh, but overall, I thought the writing was good and I was interested in all the twists and turns the story took. Um, I do wish we could have seen a reunion between Mama Rose and the kids, but I liked her letter at the end and I assume she'll meet up with the kids in a future book in the series. After a 22-hour audiobook or an almost 600-page book, though, I was disappointed we didn't get to see that reunion happen in this story. Yeah. yeah. I, I would concur it would with have been that. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I struggle with, like, writing a historical and writing about <laughs> minorities and using and, like, placing our ideas today on them. <laughs> It's like I want I want like characters that I'm rooting for to be respectful of of that of those minorities, but also it's like they weren't using terms like yeah. indigenous peoples or <laughs> Native Americans or anything like that. Unfortunately, it just wouldn't have been historically accurate. Historically accurate. So it's like hard to. I mean, it's it would definitely be a hard one to navigate. Um, and I know I sang proud to be an American earlier on in the show, but there are obviously parts about our history that don't make <laughs> me as proud. Um, but, uh, still I wanted her to go back to America. And so that's why I was like, yeah, get out of that freaking leads, just leads. elitist bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it would definitely be difficult to, um, to navigate those waters in writing a historical, especially like a Wild West historical yeah. that's dealing with black people and Native Americans and, you know, show how ugly it could be often. Well, I did like how the little town of Bluebell, they all kind of just accepted Adam. I mean, they... Yeah, after, after a while. Yeah. I mean, but no one... And I obviously love how all the Claibornes are just like... He's what, a, what you got to say. He's our brother. What, yeah. Where, what are you going to say about that? <laughs> you better be respectful the second <laughs> you step foot in this house kind of thing. Um, Precious uh, gives some comments while she's reading. So she says, prefer to add as I read. Like that in here, family isn't just blood. I'm a sucker for found families. Uh, she lost her place in the book for a while. She <laughs> liked the slow burn. Mary Rose is a strong, kind-hearted feminine. And Harrison is a respectful hero. Uh, she says, power outage, but I have my audiobook. I liked how er Harrison talks and bonds with the brothers. I also liked that, which, again, I think made it hurt a little bit more when <laughs> he was not doing that. Uh, she's seven and a half hours left. Not much plot, but enjoy page time with Mary Rose Harrison and the Claiborne brothers. If you love fi family dynamics in, you book in your books, you might enjoy this and... Uh, misunderstanding, not a big portion of the story, tastefully done. But I do have qualms about one thing. Um, I'd like to call this a like. Uh, I enjoy good family dynamics. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tiernan says, this wasn't for me. I'm surprised because I've read about four Julie Garwood books and enjoyed them. I didn't connect with the characters. The pacing was slow and it was boring in some parts and really long. <laughs> I liked Mary Rose and Harrison's chemistry, though, and that it was a Western, maybe more of a hero and heroine and less of the other characters. 
yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked the other characters, though, so it's kind of hard for me to... And then sometimes I liked the other characters more than I liked Harrison. So... Well, even, like, them bringing Eleanor around. Yeah. And um, But then she goes to England and gets ruined. Yeah. Because we all know that it's terrible. That's what happens. That's terrible over there. <laughs> um... Catherine says, I don't think I'm going to finish it. I did enjoy it for what it is, and I think the setting for the time period is fascinating and the voice is engaging. While it would, I would not want to hear what a new person was thinking every paragraph for every book I read, it works for this one. Mary Rose and her brothers are a sweet family. That said, as an American reading this, it does make me uneasy knowing how history plays out from there. <laughs> yeah. It's like mom's issue with uh, heroes who do snuff, but with systemic oppression. <laughs> I know that their views exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I know that their views about Native Americans are probably historically accurate, but it's the same as not bathing would be in historicals. Might be historically accurate, but certainly hard to find sexy as a modern reader. Yeah, yeah, true, exactly. I'm more of a contemporary reader though, so I'm not necessarily the target audience here. Overall, I'm glad we gave it a try, but I'll catch the ending on the podcast instead of reading it myself. Ooh, Catherine, you're in for. <laughs> A treat. <laughs> for a uh, ranting treat. Um, Haley, who's actual. I know Haley. We know Haley. Um, like in real life, we know Haley. She <laughs> says. For reals. Um, this was a big meh for me. Probably even a dislike. I can see Haley having strong feelings. I thought the plot of the whole book was really interesting. And that's the only reason I finished it. First of all, did anyone think this was way too long? Yes, yes, Haley, we did. So much back and forth, so much internal dialogue. It was just too much for me. Maybe I'm used to the standard of today, but I felt like it could have been about 200 pages shorter. Yeah. I also couldn't stand Mary Rose and Harrison's relationship. He was sweet, but also weirdly controlling. And Mary Rose was constantly fretting over him, getting hurt or being naive. And that got a little old over the course of almost 700 pages. I did enjoy getting to know the brothers and thought they were all fun and sweet in their own ways. So overall, really didn't enjoy it very much. But it's always interesting to read a book written when I was still in elementary school. <laughs> when we met her. When we met Haley. Um, we actually did meet Haley around 1995. We did. That's true. <laughs> um, Jen says, I loved the first two thirds of this book. Yes, Jen. The last <laughs> third mostly annoyed me. Yes, yes Jen. Jen. Things I liked. The Claiborns, how this gang of boys became family. All the brothers were great and I want to read their stories. I loved Adam. He was a wonderful leader for the family. Uh, the quirky small town and named after a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Mary Ho Mary Rose was a strong heroine. Agreed. Uh, Harrison's interactions with the family. Agreed. Agreed. All good things. Things I did not like. Yes. Things started getting wonky and I was very annoyed when Harrison sleeps with Mary Rose and then marries her before he tells her his secret. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes, word for Jen. word what I said, Jen. Yes. When Mary Rose goes to England and Harrison is oblivious to how terrible her family is treating her. Yes, yes. Jen. Uh, Mary Rose finally realizes that Harrison isn't going to help, so she goes home. This is where I expected a nice reunion, some groveling from husband and dad, then H-E-A. But nope, we go into a To Kill a Mockingbird scenario. <laughs> yes, Jen. Uh, after 600 pages, there's a rushed ending. Mary Rose never tells Harrison about the baby. There is no Mama Rose reunion. Yes, Jen. Yes, Jen. To all those things. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. 
I think you'll be nodding your head a lot during <laughs> when you listen to us ranting <laughs> during the, the earlier parts of this podcast. Um, finally ending on a little bit of a rosier note, Amanda says, I didn't have time to reread it, but I loved this when I read it years ago. I cut my teeth on Julie Garwood back in the 90s, so I have a soft spot for her older books, even with any problem problematic content. I absolutely loved the brothers and their dynamic with Mary Rose. If anyone is interested, there was a made-for-TV movie of this book. I also love the shorter books that each of the brothers got. That's good to know that the brothers get shorter books. Um, yes, so I did watch the movie. Um, I will get into a couple spoilers of the movie if you don't want to hear, but maybe I think it's good for you to hear if you're interested in watching it. First of all, I found, like, a rip of it on YouTube because I'm cheap. Um, and, uh, so it, it really mainly just borrows the fact that the premise of them finding her in the alley and then mm -hmm. them coming west. And raising um, her. it kind of gets a little hinky with, um, the brothers are not as, like, charming and fun. Um, they're sweet with her, but, um, I would say some of that dynamic of... I don't know. I mean, it's it's an hour and a half movie of a 600-page book, so yes. obviously it's not going to get into everything. Um, there's also a Harrison character, but he is very different, and he is, I mean, bless his heart, he's not quite like what I was envisioning for Harrison. Because um, he fall in love with her? Well, yeah. So... I know his name is different. Yeah, it's like Fergus something. It's, it's not Harrison McDonald. Yeah. Um, and so it it starts off the same way, and then they end up in Montana, and they end up at Rose Hill, because the movie is called Rose Hill. Um, and But, like, Mary Rose is a lot more... Mary Rose is played by Jennifer Garner, and she's, she's good, like... I mean, obviously she's not, like, fair-haired and blue-eyed, but... Um, but she, and it's not Jennifer Garner's fault, but, like, she plays her a lot more, um, kind of, like, snotty and kind of... Spoiled. Spoiled, yeah. And, um, and, like, when she goes to England, she's like, I don't even need you guys! And it's very much kind of like that, where it's like, that is not how it went down. Like, she no, didn't want to leave. at all. And, um, and... She first... She was that way towards her brothers? Correct. Ooh. Uh. Yeah. And um, and the reason that that happens, and this is where I'm going to get into spoilers, is because she first falls in love with this guy who's friends with Cole. And Cole is like an ex-Texas Ranger in this book. And um, there's like rumors about cattle rustling that's going on. And... Um, and she falls in love with this guy, and, like, meanwhile, the Scottish guy has obviously got a little crush on her, but she's kind of like, no, I like this other guy more. And, um, and, but then it turns out that he, the guy that she's in love with, is the cattle wrestler, and he shoots and kills Cole. Ah! Yeah. No! Yeah. And... She's, like, really upset because... Cole's, like, my favorite brother. Yeah, I know. 
Um, and so she's really upset because it's this guy, but that she, but she also gets pissed off because she's like, he was supposed to like, I'm supposed to go off and be with him. And it's there. Her brother's like, he killed Cole. (laughs) And, and so that's when she's upset. She's like, whatever, you're not even my real family. Like stuff like that. And so she goes to, it's not even England. It's just New York. Like her family's not in English. And so she goes to New York and finds her family and she's like a lot happier there than she is in the book and everything's kind of hunky-dory, but she also like, and then Adam gets consumption. Her, uh, Travis and Douglas like go off and like they, she doesn't, like they don't, none of them even know where each other is. And I don't know. It's, it's very... Gosh, it doesn't even sound like the same book. And so she comes home because she's just like, it is like Scottish boy comes in this like, hey, you know, Rose Hill's kind of a mess. And I think it would be a good idea to like come back and see Adam. And Adam gets consumption. And so she's like, I need to get Rose Hill back to where it was. And before he dies, he doesn't die. But anyway, and so it was fine. It was whatever, but it's not the book at all. And I say that, like, as not a good thing. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, it's free on YouTube, so if you want to check it out, check it out. Um, Mom, final thoughts on this book? Well, per usual, I feel sometimes when we rant and rant and rant about a book. I know, but it's so fun sometimes. <laughs> Ellen is, you know minstrel but um uh there are parts of it i really enjoyed the first part of it in fact i kept telling ellen i'm really liking this book i'm really liking this book and um and it's like jen said it's like the first two thirds that you're liking yeah it's just the last third that is just like um but like i said it definitely put a bad taste in my mouth walking away from the full book yeah I would say. I but. would. Now, with that said, especially if they're shorter, I wouldn't mind reading some no, of the other No, I'm so. definitely interested in, like, what happens with all the other brothers. Because I loved the brothers. Um, Cole's is the last book, and yes, Cole was also my favorite brother. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't want, especially Sarah, to feel like I didn't enjoy the book. And I don't want Sarah part. to feel like I didn't want to listen to her. Yeah, she's <laughs> Well, I just Mom really... just got really excited at the thought of Ian sending in an I audio. Ian, Ian said he might send in another audio, <laughs> and I was looking forward to it. <laughs> um, okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on For the Roses by Julie Garwood. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to suggest... If you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On March 13th, we will be chatting about The Idea of You by Robin Lee. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and me just love to read them. All right. Bye, Mom. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.